Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 65 of the Midnight Poppy Land story on The Story Tinker podcast. And today we have um mem slash myrna and tina and jen who's here for the first time so hi hello then if you want to say a few words you are welcome to you don't have to sure yeah i'm i'm jen i'm from central florida i started reading midnight poppy land probably midway last year um i was one of the laura olympus crossover people um i have a background in horticulture so i love poppy's plant aesthetic and um and so I enjoy that and I also it's kind of been fun I've like feel like I've become the unofficial horticulturalist for the some of the AO3 writers so I'm like all right (laughs) right. so which stories have you advised um so the current one with um uh the what does she call it uh with the with Tora as the pirate and then um also uh it was funny I'm sorry, I'm having, is it taco? Has the, ta- has the um, beautiful tattoo and she couldn't remember what her flowers were on her tattoo. So I was helping her with that. So anyway, yeah, it's been funny. <laughs> do you, like when you read the episodes, do you identify the plants that are in Poppy's apartment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I don't know if there are any plants here, but if there are, you can feel free to point them out to She's us. She's got some on her desk. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Okay, well, Mirna, take it away. Hi, Mem. Um, I am originally from Southern California, now living in the Midwest. Um, I am married with three kids, but I've always like been into, uh, you know, like reading comics and stuff like that ever since I was like really young. Uh, I run a YouTube channel that's kind of like mostly dedicated to like k-pop and stuff like that but I actually uh, I have done a video like uh you know the k-drama edition of a of a manga before and I I am one of those nerds that just like is an all-around like just all around addicted to everything comics (laughs) k-pop k-drama manga anime that's where all my money goes (laughs) So yeah, that's uh, that I guess. I don't know if you want to say something or. Oh, hi, I'm Tina. I've been on here a couple of times already. I'm um one of the admins for Midnight Poppy Seeds, which is a Facebook group. Um, I live in New York. I've always lived in New York. I have not moved. Um. I love like reading mangas and manwas and stuff. Um, kind of. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. You. Okay. Um, I'm like moderately obsessed with them. They they do. I understand. I mean, they they do take a lot of your money. <laughs> um, I I love animes. Um, as well. 
Um, I like the romance genre for like the like the mangas and the manwas, but I also like like the fantasy and like the the shonen jumps and stuff like that. So I'm I tend to be really interested in a bunch of different things. That's kind of one of the reasons why I like the Night Poppy Land because it's kind of a mix. Even though it's romance, it's a mix of like so many things and stuff, and that's pretty much it. I forgot to say that I'm married and I have a daughter, a four-year-old daughter, so I probably should add that. <laughs> that was inspired by the sight of my daughter coming in and out. <laughs> yeah. Yep, there. She just turned 10, so her birthday was four like last week. <laughs> and then the, the boy is almost nine. <laughs> All right, well, you're not, you can start us off with the episode. All right, so first we start off with a huge thump while Tora is seems to be sleeping on the floor and and then all you see is like little like you see the little bubble with like Tora going like dot 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 but what but around it you have the ooh my little pumpkin and grunt thump 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 and mm, and more grunts and and uh but it seems like but then all of a sudden you go to the next panel which is this bam 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 and a very surprise looking Quincy who by the way is a top today so and then you get Boldia shut the hell up before I and then bleeped out because you know Tora is a poet with his curse words there but I love Quincy's face in this it, it literally killed me like the just all the going on all of a sudden with, with Tora banging on the wall. I screamed. Like, this was the funniest thing to me. This was so hilarious. Why would Quincy call Tora over if this is what he wanted his evening to be? Maybe he's like a secret voyeur. Like, I don't know. Like, Quincy also seems like he kind of just doesn't he thinks but like he kind of just does what he wants he's probably just like oh it's convenient for you to be there in the morning and i'm gonna be uh living my best life next door honestly honestly by the look on quincy's face it seemed to me like he forgot tora was there probably yeah i have to say by the way i'm so proud because i think this is the first prediction i've ever done in like webtoons that came true because at the end of last episode we were like oh my gosh is maybe somebody attacking them and i was like i think it's quincy having sex yes <laughs> i was right the mysterious and, thump yeah. and also by the way i grew up in brooklyn and y'all know like my bedroom was like this was my parents room this was my room and let us just say there were times i had to like close my ears <laughs> so yeah and Mirna, I love how you pointed out, you're like, I think that, you know, like, oh, Quincy's a top now, because I totally, <laughs> I think he's a switch. So, very important information for us. I think he's a switch. From yeah. the way he was acting with Forty, I think that that man, I feel like he is different with every person. So, yeah. He took the reins, he, he took the reins more with this guy than he did with Cordy. Cordy, he was more like, snuggly little bear and then you know this one he's like let me just let me just take the reins on this one which was awesome to me yeah I don't think this is like a, a guy he really expects more than a one night stand or a couple night stand or whatever with I think is this is just purely for pleasure oh yeah definitely but it goes to black and then all of a sudden you see Tora 
outside and it looks like he's looking at his phone under like a red light and then I mean you don't really see anything but it almost like his hand is his other hand he's looking at his phone's one hand but his other hand is down by his side so I'm assuming that he just went out to take a smoke break so he didn't have to listen to Quincess and his latest conquest so actually um yeah this is like like later that night so basically this the time jump is a little weird but like sleeping thing happened the night before right after the club and this is happening the next day right after he just encountered okay. Pop- I was I was really con- confused about that this like specific section which is why I wanted to read it because I'm like I have no idea what went on here maybe somebody can jump in and tell me because I was a little confused granted I I watched I read the episode way too late at night so you know so I ended up going back because I was I had like a brain fart in this scene too. I ended up going back to the previous um, episode and in the previous episode when he's looking down at his phone, um, it's like when he gets the text from Quincy. Um, And then he's saying how he has like a headache and stuff like that. So, and then like the end of that episode is Tora back in, is in Quincy's place, like asleep. So I don't know if like he was just, annoyed and he just like does what he does in the next panel because he has a headache because yeah I don't know it's you have to look at the clothes yeah this is after the pool hall and the text for Quincy is after was the the night before you're right Mm -hmm. that leather jacket that we cannot forget (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I think this was right after he got off the phone with Poppy after she ran and got in the taxi yeah that makes sense that does make sense. See, this is why I'm glad that we are here discussing it because I had no clue otherwise. So anyway, the next panel, all you see is like the bottom half of Tora's legs and then uh, a cone, like a traffic cone. So I obviously, like obviously, you know, something's coming up because, you, you know, you can only see so many things here, but Lily always puts, you know, things important in focus but right after that all you see is Tora looking like almost alarmed down and what I'm assuming is at his phone that he's looking at his phone alarmed and then you see him pull his leg back and you see a slam and the traffic cone goes flying and it it lands behind someone with a thump and you when you get a look at them it's what looks to be other gangsters but they have on their heads a big rose tattoo and one of them you can only see like the back of his neck and it has an lr uh i don't know what this other guy's tattoo it looks like green bones on his arm i don't know if anybody's seeing that yeah but all of them roses on their heads yeah on their on their heads like on the same spot on their head, like on the left, upper left side of their head. Like that. So I think, do you think they're like an important rival gang? Poppy's mom's gang? Oh, start with the Poppy's mom, please. The pin, the pin, people. It looks like a rose, a red rose. It does, it does. I agree completely that I think it's a rival gang. I don't think... I honestly think that Poppy's mom is a plot device, like me personally. Like I 
think that we might never even get to see Poppy's mom in Midnight Poppy Land. I think it's more like a thing where like it just shows that she was abandoned multiple times, kind of like Tara. That's, that's a very um, out there theory. <laughs> very I mean, normal. I'm, I'm waiting for someone to say that the scooter is Poppy's mom, honestly, with the way <laughs> things are going. <laughs> I, don't know. I think the focus and the fact that we see LR and all those roses, I think that's deliberate. I think it's going to come up. I think LR is probably like maybe the name of whatever that gang is. Yeah, I know a lot of people were talking about that in uh, the Fast Pass group uh, the other night. So or that um, they thought like, I don't, can't remember. There was like a few of them. Uh, a few of them thought like maybe it was in Spanish, but these guys look pretty well. One dude looked pretty white, so I don't know. But then again, there's a lot of really white. Uh, I mean, in Spanish, it would be like La I mean, it would be Las Rosas, like yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. I'm Mexican. I'm actually looking pretty yeah. white in the camera right now. I'm Puerto Rican. Hey, I'm Puerto Rican. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I get along with the Puerto Ricans really well. Like one of my best friends is also Puerto Rican, so you know. But yeah, I I mean, it's hard to say because like it could be in Spanish, you know, uh, there's actually, I'm like known of a few gangs that, uh, well, back where I'm from that do like have a lot to do with like roses and stuff like that. So totally possible, but I, like, I don't know. That's a great, I have no idea what, the, what do you guys think the name is? I'm thinking I'm, like when I saw LR like I honestly thought like the rose is in Spanish because that's what made yeah. it's the same initials but I don't know it could be whatever like I guess funny though that you say that because like that's the first thing that came to mind too is that it's in Spanish <laughs> like yeah and not just that but like in in Spanish like tattoos they mm -hmm. tend to like have like a lot of roses and like flowers yeah um and stuff and and that's actually my my maiden my name name actually is uh is it Rosa? it's actually del rosal oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know every like it's actually not very common of a last name because i i get uh people call me de la rosa all the time or yeah. del Rosario, and i'm like no nope, that's not it <laughs> like, no 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 that's not my name yeah <laughs> but yeah so there's there's actually a lot to do with Roses in Spanish. So that's where my mind immediately went. Is that oh, it's La Rosa or something like that? Well, we have a horticulturist here. Oh, there you go. So is is there like like I mean, it's a rose. Obviously, is it like a special rose? Maybe is it is it a rose that like its name is like an L and an R? Maybe I, I mean I don't know. It could be Not also the R could be like Roja, red. Oh yeah, it could be red because it's I mean it's a red rose so. Yeah, I'm not sure of the significance. I see they tag the building in the next shot. They do. And the next shot, you just see like Tora with his hands on his hips looking angry and all those guys kind of like staring at him and you see the ro the rose and then LR underneath it wh where and then the the little uh traffic cone is stand is like right next to them. I also think the placement of where the rose is is very important. Like it's on the same size side yeah. as Tora's tattoo. And yeah. when in the, the previous episodes, when Tora pushed his, his hair back, they saw it like it, the fact that it, the placement was where it was, it like signified to the other like buglings that like they needed to back off. So I'm wondering if just like where the placement of the tattoo 
is important when it comes to like airy street gangs. They also shaved their hair so that the tattoo yeah. would be visible. Yeah. Like, cause all of them, even the ones who have hair, it's only on top and it's like shaved on the sides. Mm -hmm. so you can see their tattoo. So another question I have is it seems, why do you think he kicked the cone? I'm thinking like he was just frustrated with the encounter with Poppy. Like Maybe. he he's sexually it. frustrated. Like yeah. me personally, I think his, he's just, he's got blue balls. Like, and he's just. <laughs> Man is in his prime. So that's definitely like a possibility. Like, I mean, he's what, he's supposed to be 26, right? So like, I mean, that's like, that's like a man's prime. So that's, that's fair. I mean, I mean, things were getting skinny and then Poppy oh, ran away and then, you know, he just got off the phone with her. So <laughs> I can also tell like she's not been so honest with him, you know, with the whole like the phone thing fiddling with the phone and like oh my phone was on silent sorry i can pick up so he might be frustrated that she feels he feels she's not being so truthful maybe i mean he, she did just kind of like <laughs> she did just kinda go into his like world a little bit so maybe he's just like frustrated more that i don't know maybe that because she's you know being exposed more and more to his world and it's like you know he realizes that she doesn't really belong there yeah It could be him being frustrated for dragging her into this, you know, I don't know. You don't like, we don't really get much either because like in the next panel, you see him, he's just like kind of glaring over at uh, the Rose guys and, you know, just with his hands on his hips and then it just goes to the next day. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, well, we'll see something else later in the episode that I think maybe a tie back to what happened something may have happened with the gang but I guess we'll discuss when we get to that right so the next day you just see giant goldfish publishing so they're you know clearly at the office and you see Jacob and Erdine going good morning pops <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that was faces I love it nosy co-workers <laughs> oh my gosh and I look like Erdine over there looking like a snack you know mm -hmm. like is it just, out, her abs are like mm. they, she's done some exercise between the two days or since the last time we saw them <laughs> yeah I mean like I think that homegirl does crossfit because dang she got she got abs and a booty and you can see like like I don't know she's like looks muscular like she's got like good pictorial muscles too so but yeah like I think that the art the art on Erdine has gotten amazing have you guys noticed like compared to like last season like so much more like I guess I feel like all the art is just like it's it's she like Lily went on hiatus and just like she lost her mind like she just <laughs> she upgraded like so much it's it's amazing. I mean, it was great last season. Like I loved the artwork last season. It was beautiful, but this is just this is out of this world. It's like oh, yeah. three dimensional almost. Yeah. That's the word that also comes to mind. I don't know if I have a good vocabulary, like a visual vocabulary, but three D is also what I what I thought of. Yeah, definitely. Well, you see Poppy coming into the office with her with this adorable like little floral dress and she says, morning, guys, what are you two laughing about? Because you see, hear them going like, he, he. you see them going like, he, 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 and giggle, giggle. And she's like, or do I not want to know? Which is totally fair. Totally yeah. fair. Because, because 
those guys, their minds are in the gutter. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good workplace dynamic. I love this. Like this is, this is like every good set of friends and they're teasing. Oh, yeah. It's so good. This is like straight up like her work wife and work husband. I love it. Like <laughs> even if her work husband is definitely not as great as her work wife because let's be realistic your work wives are always better but like but then you see uh Jacob just going like oh nothing much but uh Erdine goes cute dress girl she goes oh thanks you know and like dang do you see like you can see Erdine's like whole outfit now it's like skin tight black pants this like cute like burgundy like crop top like looking adorable I want to know where she shops, honestly, and where she, like, what kind of food, like, what her diet looks like to get those abs, like, good night. Like, I could buy that top. I would never wear that top because of how I look, so, yeah. <laughs> I've had three kids. There's no way I'm wearing that top, but. Confidence. <laughs> Let's see, and then uh, Jacob goes, just this one photo I took last Saturday at The Fallen, and he's, like, showing this picture, and you can kind of see it, but then you really go in the next pa- panel, you really see, he go, she goes, Erdine says, at one point, I swear I heard her call him daddy, and <laughs> Jacob's going, haha, no shit, and it's just, it's just Poppy standing on her tippy toes with her arms around Tora, you know, his shoulders, his, his back, his, his back is torn, turned towards her, and she's just like, being like, almost like a little jetpack, you know? It's so cute! It's so cute and so wholesome. And they're sitting here giggling over it like it's like porn they found under their parents' bed. Like <laughs> Poppy's like, oh my god, cut it out, you guys. But Poppy see- was probably drunk at that point. Like I we could oh, yeah. see her inhibitions were gone. <laughs> well, you can see like some like little like squiggle marks. So it looks like she's almost like swinging her legs back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping up on him. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Oh, but it's cute. And Damien and Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Little bodyguards in the front. <laughs> being acting all tough. <laughs> Looking so cute, but acting tough. Oh my gosh. But And then she's like, oh my god, cut it out, you guys. I was just very intoxic- intoxicated, okay? And and what about what about you and Damien? And she's like, just sitting there like, ah! And her like, whole face is red and stuff like that. She looks panicked. She's sweating. And then here comes Ardeen just like, we went back to my place and smashed, of course. Duh. <laughs> what a mood. Like, oh, she is such a mood. Like, I loved it. Thing, you know? Like, like, yeah, and? Yeah, what about it? Yeah, it totally happened. Exactly what you thought. Like, yeah, I picked him. I chose him out of the lineup. That's who I wanted. <laughs> and then, by and the thank way, you, Lily, for her Patreon. Exactly. Gracing us all. <laughs> And the best part is that she's like, what else would you like to know? She's like, you want to get me, get into the dirty details? Like get into the dirty details. <laughs> yes. And by the way, amongst my friend group, I'm the one who has like zero um, sense of privacy. So I'm like, I like warned them. I'm like, y'all, is this too much TMI? Cause I can like go into more detail if you want. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I also okay. am like that. I'm like, just like, no, oh, this is what happened. Like, here it is, you know, but I'm talk about my sex life too. Stop for my closest friends. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm at home with three kids all day. I need some adult conversation. So, you know, but, um, but then the best part is you get this close up of Erdine. Like, it looks like, I can't tell if she's like, I think she's, it's right by her eyebrows where it says like wiggle, wiggle. So it's almost like she's like 
you know, wiggling her eyebrow. I don't know if you can see, but she like just doing one of these like numbers right here. But, and she goes, trade secrets with me with like a little heart and super cute. Like, oh my gosh. Like, just like the look in her eyes, man. And then, but then you see, you get a really red faced, panicked Poppy going in your lewdest dreams. She's so frazzled. Her hair is all sticking up and stuff. Like it's, she's so adorable. I love Poppy. Yes, definitely. Like, like you can really tell like here that she's inexperienced, you know, because like most people with like a little bit of experience are like, yeah, it's like whatever, you know, I hugged his back, congratulations. But her, it's like, ah, this is a big thing, you know? But then she goes, oh, wait. It's also, 30. I think because she does have blue thoughts. So she like is embarrassed because it's not just a little hugging her back. Oh yeah, definitely not. Like homegirl is going like, there's like a whole scenario playing up in her head. So you know also they don't know that she like was in a corner making out with Tora for half the night that's true you know so like she's like they're giving her like hell over like her jumping on his back like she's probably just like oh my god like they were like (sighs) they were in a corner making out half the night and then also the next day she was running from thugs and he decided to like grope her in an alley so exactly yeah she was fine but she told him also about his stick Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh my oh, gosh! Yes. I forget about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Taurus saying your stick is hilarious. That's uh, mm-hmm. your your. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's I forgot about that. So yeah, she's probably like, it's. I mean, you know, it's in, it's not a big deal, but like what she's thinking is probably like way above, you know. But then you have Erdine going, you can't hide from us forever, Pops. And, you know, Jacob giggling, like he going over there. She's like scampering off. And she goes, Ugh, if they think that scandal is coming from me. And then, of course, you get the panel of them making it out in the alleyway. And she's like, wait till they find out about yesterday. Yep, being a little bit of a voyeur, making out in front of like a whole group of thugs in the alley, but you know, <clears throat> but you still see Erdine laughing, you know, and then she goes, oh, and then Poppy goes, oh yeah, hey Dean, Quincy's supposed to come in today, right? Should I drop him a reminder? And Erdine looks at her and goes, actually, Quincy got in early today. And Poppy goes, oh, where is he now? And Erdine says, he's in the meeting room with Gil. okay so i will caveat this by saying that quincy looks like everest in this thing like he's climbable and that okay i'm i'm gonna skip back and and also that gil is beyond shady um before i like he's always been shady but like he's super shady in like this entire episode so um it like fades to white and then um it's Quincy and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for dropping by unannounced. And you can tell like, like the way that like the, it's like bubbled kind of, that like Quincy's trying to be very charming and like, he's probably just being like very, his like bubbly self. Like, um, not, and then he say, I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's laying it on thick, like how he normally does. And I honestly think it's because he, he wants something obviously. Um, 
And so um, you, we cut to Quincy and he looks adorable with his little his eyes are closed, like he's smiling. And he goes, I've been wanting to thank you in person for this opportunity, but you're so busy. No one knows um, when to catch you half the time. Um, so like they're having like a, obviously it's Quincy's been trying to like have a face to face, a face to face with um, the person in charge of um, GDP. Um, so then you have um, Gil saying, oh, yeah, sorry, it's these damn business meetings. And then Quincy, we go back to Quincy and he's still the, the little bubbly words that like he's, you know, being very, very sweet. He's saying, oh, good thing. Um, I didn't have hot yoga today and I decided to try my luck coming in early. So you can tell like he's also kind of like he's avoiding coming in when he normally comes in just because he wanted to like catch Gil like he he needed to speak with him like he wants to to meet with this guy um and he goes or I'd never have bumped into you like so it's just like I feel like he's kind of like noticed like hey every time I maybe come in and and you're supposed to be here you're not here and you're in charge of this place I need to I need to meet you um because he's I mean he is his father's son yeah yeah and he like he totally does hot yoga like of course he does hot yoga he does i would watch him do hot yoga like <laughs> i actually have done hot yoga and women, there was one guy in the class and yes let's just say sometimes i didn't deliberately sit next to him but sometimes i was like well if i if i'm next to you i'm, I'm gonna look anyway um so then you have like gil also looks like he's in the next panel gil looks like he's also like being like I don't want to say sickeningly sweet, but like he's kind of, he looks, he looks, I've never seen his face on Gil before. Like, yeah. like the little, he's like the smile, like, like this. I've never seen it. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, when I used to work in an office, I was a secretary, like I did a secretarial type job and um, it was, I was, I used to call it my, uh, deep, my Malibu Barbie face and voice. Like, you know, uh, oh no, it was tour guide Barbie from Toy Story. Do you guys remember that one? It's like to- Toy yeah. Story 2, where she's like, oh, tour guide Barbie. And you know, like, he's has like this like voice and it was like definite customer service voice, you know? I feel like that's like, that's like Gil's like customer service face. Like, oh yeah, here, here you got me, you know? I feel like that's what they're kind of both doing to each other. Like, I feel like they're having like this super sweet conversation, like on one level, but underneath it, like neither one of them is happy about it. And they are so fake, like yeah. so fake because everybody knows that customer service <laughs> voice is not your real voice. So so then we have Gil and he goes, um, looks like the early bird catches the worm for real. Ha ha. And like, he's, like I said, he's, he's got this smile on his face that looks like it's not genuine. And then um, on the next panel, we have Gil again. He goes, but it's not a problem. I only wish I had known earlier, I would have put on a nicer suit or something. Ha ha. And then you have Quincy go, oh, please, Gil, your outfit is perfect. Like, oh, I love Quincy. But then in the same panel, like, the bubble stop around Quincy's words like it's not as bubbly and then it goes now I believe this is the final signature needed from you just a formality type document so like you can tell like he's stopped being sweet and like he's just like I need you to sign this like he's probably the only one in the office who hasn't signed whatever this document is um and then we have come back to Quincy again and he goes we could get pops in here to check that the documents are in order and again, there's no bubbles. So it's this is Quincy, like. This is boss man Quincy. Yeah, this is boss man Quincy. So the colors have changed. Before that, it was like purpley and more warm. 
and now it's cold and it's more green toned. Yeah. 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 Serious. Like, this is this is Quincy being his father's son, in my opinion. Like this is him being not as harsh as how Vincent is, but like, I mean, as someone who's grown up in that environment and who knows how to talk to people when it comes to like business and like get what they want, this is Quincy getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. Why is Quincy having to track down Gil to find the paperwork that like, <laughs> well, it's, like a I huge like client for them? <laughs> yeah, like he, it's, it's obvious he hasn't wanted to sign whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I says, think um, if you if you look up in the panel where Quincy's all like extra cute, it says it's like the giant goldfish publishing, and then it says basically like it's their agreement. I think that he's signing, so it's their yeah, paperwork. It does, it does say of agreement. Yeah, like you can't see the other words, but that you do pretty well see like agreement in there. Yeah. with his pectoral well, I think, cleavage yeah i think once we once we get through like the episode we can talk about what we think is going on at giant goldfish yeah so all right so we we go we, we you know quincy's in his boss mode and um he goes he says that he could get poppy in there to like go over the agreement uh, or whatever the documents and then gil says no that's fine she's busy enough with other tasks and then quincy goes that's like kind of very avoidant over there yeah and then um, Quincy goes, indeed, a very hard worker, uh, my little miss editor, and he has like a little heart, like he's, he, he really does love Poppy. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's adorable. Um, but you can tell like he's kind of, he's sick of skill shit right now. Um, so then <laughs> Gil goes, uh, let's see now. And he still has this fake smile and he's, um, With those he's got a pen and, yeah, he's got his little fake customer service voice and his fake little smile on and you see him pause like to sign whatever this document is. Um, and then he like glances up at Quincy and this is like a death stare that he's giving Quincy right now. Like it's, <laughs> the mask has completely fallen. Like there's no him trying to be sweet at all. Um, yeah. And he looks up at Quincy and, and he glances at Quincy and Quincy is giving him the look. <laughs> the, the look. He, first of all, he looks, he looks hot like he looks he looks good but still this look the man has like has got like okay so there's this like guy that I really love in k-pop his name is his like stage name is bm but stands for like big matthew he's huge but he started what is called the big titty gang for for dudes and it's just guys with giant pecs and quincy right here looks like a member of the big titty gang like Quincy's shirt looks like it, he got it at Baby Gap. Like, it is tight. <laughs> it's tight. You like, guys, oh. like, like, you know, Quincy might be, you know, like, you know, people might say a lot of things about Quincy and his attitude and, like, how he is and stuff like that, but Quincy built. So, like, Tori's not the only one where, using the gym. Is Oh, he's, he's jacked. Quincy, Quincy, like, hoisted Tori up three flights of steps after complaining yeah. that he couldn't get him into the car like Quincy knows what he does like he 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 knows how to put on an act this face right here after like Gil glanced at him and gave him that dirty look to me this is Quincy like mm. Quincy Quincy is like that wonderful bubbly personality like that's a that's mostly who he is but underneath that the man is has a solid like steel core that probably yeah. is very unbending 
Um, oh, when okay. it comes to like him getting what he wants. <clears throat> I was honestly a little bit surprised to see this. So not entirely surprised because we got a glimpse of this at the club last season where he told the thuglets like, you better listen to me or whatever he said. And that was the first time we really saw that kind of like toughness from him. But I was so thrilled to see this because I mean, <laughs> um, a very controversial person, basically. Um, Lenny, there's basically this concept of like people like when you a person who has no tough core is not someone that you respect it's not somebody that you can you know they're cute and they're adorable but you're not going to look up to them and when he when Quincy shows us that toughness inside of him suddenly like I don't know about you and my respect for him was like Ooh. I'm like okay I can fear you you know when a person has the ability to have like they have they show you that they have power suddenly you're like okay I'm not I'm not with a little teddy bear anymore it's, yeah it's, it's always like it's always like the scariest though when like the when like the happy nice people get angry like it's always scariest like because you know you have somebody that's always like oh sunshine flowers rainbows you know all sorts of stuff and all of a sudden they're giving you a death stare that can literally murder you so that's like that's what I when I when I think of Quincy that's what I think of it's like he's like the nice guy but don't push him off the edge or he can murder you I think um, like, you know, like the, the, the saying um, of, of an iron fist in a velvet glove. Yeah. Um, to me, that's Quincy. Like he knows he can get a lot with honey, but the man will like kick the shit out of you if he needs to. Oh yeah. Um, or send whoever. Cause he, he doesn't like blood really like send someone like he, he does know how to get things done. It's just not his preference to do things that way. Right. Um, so he, oh, go ahead, Mindy. Yeah, that, that's what interests me with like, because we, up till now, we thought that, you know, okay, Vincent has relegated Quincy to the side in terms of clan stuff because he feels he's too soft. And we, we discussed whether we thought that was like a strategy that Quincy did on purpose because he didn't want to be involved in clan stuff. So he, you know, over-exaggerated his feminine, soft, like personality. Um, so I'm really, really curious if Quincy is going to have the guts to, be a crucial part of the story and help the clan go down, disintegrate, take over the clan and make it better, like help Tora and Poppy get out of it. Like the fact that we see him have a strong side gives me a lot more faith that he's going to be able to do something rather than be un- unable to do anything. Yeah. I think he definitely will. Like I've I've always loved Quincy's character because I've, I've always, from the minute that I, I saw him, um, cause the first introduction to him was when he drove up in that like brand new yellow car or whatever. And I was like, who is this? And then you see him like have Tora beat up the editor. And then you see him barfing in the, like in the, the parking garage. And I was just like, this is someone who's very good at hiding their like intentions. Um, oh, yeah. like they're very good at, at masking who they are. So every time I've seen Quincy, I'm just like, is this who you really are? Like, what are you hiding? Um, and literally like I feel like his effeminate um, personality is while being a part of him I think it's it's like you said it's exaggerated like he does it on purpose Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me yeah all right so we're gonna keep going so Quincy's giving him this this look look, right and then um it's the boss look like he looks like he looks like his dad's son in this in this panel um, and then you see Gil sweating now, and he um, goes back to his like customer service 
like smile and he goes here goes nothing and then he signs whatever this document is um and then he goes they're all done um that should be the last but i'll check again with poppy thank you so much again for um joining us mr um Nyoko. and then i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name i'm probably, probably butchering it and he goes um quincy goes my pleasure and honestly just quincy will do and then uh gil goes ah yes sorry i um keep forgetting that and you can see that the meeting is pretty much done and then um gil's handing back the document to quincy he goes guess i'm not used to being around big name celebrity authors like you and then quincy says you could say i'm still a greenhorn in the industry embarrassing oh no that's i'm sorry that's gil he says you could say i'm still a greenhorn in the industry embarrassingly enough and then Quincy says, please don't say that. Also his, his forearm while he's taking this document is, thank you, Lily. Um, and then we get another amazing shot of Quincy. And where he just, <laughs> How can he be I'm so sorry, Please just like ignore my uh, rampaging lust <laughs> for this 2D character. And then so Quincy's just standing there. He's just like, well, everyone needs to start somewhere, Gil. Um, and he looks great. And again, the shirt looks like he bought it at Baby Gap. Like the muscles are rippling. The vest is tight. The pants look great. Like, the, I'm telling you, like, seriously, Vincent Balfour can run a modeling agency for men, like with all of the like eye candy that he has. Um, so then, uh, did, that, did anyone want to comment on this? I'm, I'm just lusting. Like, no? Okay, so. Same thing. <laughs> Lily is drawing this to torment us. <laughs> So then um, Quincy kind of gets in that. We need SG and Quincy ASAP. I'm sorry. Okay, this has to happen. <laughs> yes. So Quincy gives like a, a side eye and he's like, um, even capable young entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, and then he leaves. And oh my God, that phrase, that side eye that he's giving him when he calls him a capable young entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. I was not so perceptive the first time I read this, but after reading everyone's comments, I was like, oh my gosh, Quincy is suspicious of him. It's like, hmm. Also, I'm just going to add that his jaw could cut diamonds in this panel. Like, holy crap, Lily. Diamonds to propose to all of us. Just saying. <laughs> so I think this entire, for me, this entire um, interaction, it, it, I loved it. Like it, it shows how shady Gil is because it's just like, we've all kind of like had an idea that he's shady you know with the, the whole notebook thing and the way he kind of like asked poppy about it like indirectly but you could have kind of i feel like you could kind of like give him a pass on that like if you know what's inside of it or even though we don't know what's inside of it but if it's like shady stuff inside of it you can kind of give him a pass for him not being really direct but this like you're you're avoiding a big name like a huge name author you don't want to sign whatever document this is and then you're being completely and utterly fake. And then like, when you don't realize he's looking, you give him a death glare and then try to go back to like, like, you know, glossing it over and stuff. Like this, this part right here for me was just like, he's a ball. Like he's, and then it gets worse. But like this right here, like it like sensors start just like, he's up to something. <laughs> yeah, I also like, notice just like how dark it is in the background like the light is only really shining on Quincy have you noticed I think whatever this document is it's gonna come back like whatever Gil is up to uh, and I know you said we're gonna talk about it later but whatever this document is like the fact that it's framed um like when Gil is giving it back to Quincy the way that it is even though we don't know what the document is I feel like this is gonna come into play 
and be important later on. Yep. <clears throat> so am I doing this part? I forgot. <laughs> Jen, you're, you want to do the last part? Yeah, you're doing okay. this part, yep. Okay, so Quincy walks out of the office, clicks the door, and Gil is left alone in his office. And then we have a ba-dump. Gil has just been freaked out. Thank you. We love it. Thank you, Quincy. Also, as Quincy, no, just really quick, as Quincy is like walking out, it's only light around Quincy and everything else, including like the back where Gil is coming from, is in the shadows. So also maybe Lily trying to say it like he's shady. <laughs> like, yeah. Just say. Oh. So he's been dumping. We have a view of him at his chair. He is like, his eyes are wide open. He's ba dump, ba dump, ba dump. And he's like, thinks, damn it. And then he remembers back to um, when he was talking to Poppy when she was about to go meet Mr. Lamb. He's like, we're counting on you, Wonder Girl. No guts, no glory. And she's like, all right, Captain. He says, I should never have agreed to that effing pitch. And he stands up and he's like, I did some background checks on Cuban Yoko when Poppy submitted her proposal. But apart from the usual media coverage, nothing significant came up. Just a blank white slate. And he's looking out the door where he just left. So now I don't know who the hell he really is apart from his public identity. And we have that intimidating face of Quincy. He's someone I need to be careful around. So yeah, so Gil realizes that. Doesn't know who he is, but he knows there's something up. And he sees them outside where Quincy goes back to his like cutesy personality. Guess he's officially on the team now. Congratulations. And he looks at, he has this very like contemplative, suspicious look where he's just looking at the scene of Quincy and Poppy and Erdine. And he then looks at Poppy. He's like, this is all your fault. And I'm like, excuse me, Gil? What? She just signed this amazing celebrity author. And you're like, this is all your fault? What is up with you? Why don't you want an actual good author on your uh, in your office? And he's just very fish. It's the chin hairs. Chin hairs are evil. <laughs> they seem to have multiplied also, by the way. <laughs> oh. And he's just looking out again with that, that angry look. And he thinks, to think I hired you when no one else would, with your shitty little small town college degree, give you a nice job with a fancy title so you can pretend you're living a meaningful life in this city. And this is how you repay me, huh? You dumb little bitch i'm like ah! i lost my shit here. the nerve like the audacity the unmitigated audacity of this man how dare you speak if about men nothing like else they have the audacity so there's that <laughs> yes, i was in shock it's like we all we like you said tina we're like before that to gil was like maybe shady maybe not but like you know understandable not sure not sure after this it's like you're in the trash can gil the trash can how well, dare you how, like how shady is it that she signed this big name author that everybody knows and he is calling her a bitch and saying it's all your fault like come on if you He's own a publishing company and you wanted to succeed this is like the best case scenario for you if you yeah, want your, so that, he that, wanted that, her to fail. If you want your company to succeed, mm-hmm. so it's just like, <laughs> does he not want Giant Goldfish Publishing to succeed? Because this is, this is, this would be huge for any any publishing company, mm-hmm. and he's pissed. 
you know, like back when we, when we heard that um, Poppy earlier was saying, oh, Gil was the only one who wanted to hire me and nobody else wanted to hire me. So we were all like, we weren't sure if that was significant. We were like, well, maybe it's just Poppy being, you know, self-doubting and it's part of her like journey of like self-confidence. But now it's like, no, 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 no. This was plop. This was plop where he's like, I hired you and no one else would gave you a fancy title. So you can pretend you're living a meaningful life in the city, which I think we can, we have some, we can have some theories about that, but like at the end of the episode, but yeah it was he it seems like he hired her because he didn't expect her to succeed yeah he proved him wrong yeah so yeah you can take it over jen all right so after that we have poppy sitting in the office doing her thing and she has a badump so i think poppy has some spidey senses and she kind of looks straight and then she looks to where Gil was standing, but Gil is no longer there. So she definitely knows something is going on. Some plants there on the desk, I noticed those. And then we kind of get a more zoomed in on the kind of towards where Gil was. Um, he's not there. Poppy kind of looking over the office where Gil is no longer standing. Erdine is in the background listening to some tunes, it looks like. And then Poppy's kind of confused, like kind of one of those, I swear I saw something over there. What, what was that kind of looks? And then we see Gil behind the closed door, looking very nervous. He's hi- it looks like he's hiding too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, the, um, and the lighting again. So kind of. He's like encased in shadows mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little bit more light, uh, light topic here. So po- Poppy is clicking away at the computer, doing her work. Clack, clack, clack. You could tell she's kind of getting distracted. And she says, God, why aren't these figures tabulating correctly? Which I think is going to be important. Um, I think, you know, Lily then- oh, We all, we all are really significant nods on the screen at the same time. <laughs> And then Lily is genius at her distraction tactics. So she glances towards the door next to Jacob where somebody might be coming in. And she thinks to herself, well, I guess he's still asleep. I put on a nice floral dress today too. (laughs) And then she thinks back to that amazing panel of Tora holding her face with a cigarette in his hand. And she has a total embarrassed face and is, um, you know, totally flustered, basically. And then she says, what's that? That drool I see coming out of her mouth. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, right? She's sweating. Yes, uh, shaking her head. And then she says, where's your mind? What's that? So let's be real, though, that panel is hot. Oh, so good. Uh, that she says, where's your mind wandering off to, Pop? Clack, 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 clack. Focus, darn it. Clack. She keeps trying to work. Looking towards the door again. Oh, this is Gil's door, I believe. So we look towards Gil's door. He's in his office. He's staring out the window. And then he looks down to the street. I looked at these multiple times. I don't know if you all have any feedback. Obviously, we kind of see where it goes to eventually. But I don't know if there's anything that we're to see in these few of just him being obviously ultra ultra paranoid basically and looking around um, you see beep beep you see some cars what's that tina no i think he's just being paranoid because yeah he's just looking around he's looking up and down the street he's looking around 
stares out the window, <laughs> clatter, and then you can see he pulls the blinds down, clatter, 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 clatter. So super uber paranoid man. And then you see the blinds are closed into his office. And then we go down to the street level and we get a glimpse of that red car. And then we zoom into the red car and we see Quince and Tora sitting in the car. Tora is smoking, which we know means he is nervous and agitated. And Quince says, so? And then he tosses the agreement, which I don't think we can see much more yet. Uh, it does say CEO, I guess, under Gil's name, signature, excuse me. And he tosses it on the dashboard. And then we get a um, up close, picture of Torah out the window and we see his hand bandaged uh, so I so uh, yes we talked about that earlier and I, I'm with Mindy I think that this is his uh him getting into a little scuffle with the uh, Rose guys after he kicked the cone at them <laughs> probably not meaning to kick it that way but then did and then he's like let's fight <laughs> oh, yeah. like you kicked the cone at me and now you're kicking my ass like <laughs> But he doesn't look too bad to scuff up considering. <laughs> they probably realize very quickly wrong person to start up with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I assume it's Quincy saying, what should we do now? And that is it. I just say like how like upset Quincy looks in these in these um, like last panels. Like yeah, he's looking at this agreement and like he looks so like he looks disgusted kind of like in that first one like before he like flips it he looks like he's looking it over and he's just like Ugh. like it's just such a I feel like if Poppy wasn't gonna be his editor and if he hadn't already agreed like given his like gentleman's agreement to do this he would have like ripped this thing up he looks yeah like annoyed <clears throat> yeah like to me it's almost like to me what I got from him the most was kind of like Oh, this, it almost like he has something else in mind. You know what I mean? Like he signed that with something else in mind. Like he didn't sign it just like, oh, you know, we're going to go, I'm just going to go hang out. Like to me, it's like, it's almost like a part of a plan. You know what I mean? Like just the way he looks at it. Like he knows, he, like he knows something's up. Oh yeah. Quincy's not the type, especially after what happened with his last <laughs> publishing company, I sincerely doubt that he would, um, even if it, if he already gave an agreement, <laughs> that he would just go in and sign with someone without knowing every little Whoa. detail about that, like. So does that mean that he was acting at that restaurant scene and he'd already done his research before he scribbled away his signature and then it's like, oh my God, what did I sign? Well, I, actually, I actually think in that, in that instance, like he was just, I think he, he, he did not think things through. Cause remember like in that restaurant scene, he was like reading through Poppy's agreement. He was like, what the hell? did I just do but I think after he realized what he did like he kind of did his due diligence and started going through everything which is why I think he got really really annoyed that he wasn't able to pin down Gil because he's just like he probably wanted to speak with him just to like maybe like I guess test the temperature maybe and he's just like this guy's fucking shady man like he's just so he's off because they, they brought it up yeah last season you know like when am I going to meet Gil when is that yeah. going to happen you know so if you think he knows something specific about Gil or he's just just suspicious like he doesn't actually know anything yet I think he I might just like... no, go ahead. no no I, I think he's suspicious 
Yeah, same. I feel like he's like really suspicious, like that something's just not adding up for him there because Quincy's not dumb. I feel like that, except that he says, so what are we going to do? So it almost, it makes me sound like they know something, but I don't know. That's the reason they say that. Yeah. Or it'd be like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I could see it either way, I guess. Yeah, I could see it. Or like him being like, all right, what are we going to do about me being suspicious about this guy? Because I mean, he's talking to Tora, who's his, basically his fixer. You know, and Tora's not just, he might look like man meat, but he's not just muscle. He's really, really smart. So now, speaking of smart, what are y'all's theories about giant goldfish and Gil and what his plans are? So Why? A lot of people in the group were like, oh, Poppy's mom had him hire her. And I'm like, no, that, that didn't, that wasn't like something I thought. I do feel like it's a money laundering front. Like that is like, that seemed the most plausible ex- explanation for me is that, oh, this is, this is just a front. Like it's, it's, this place shady, you know? That's kind of interesting though with Erdeen because who is Erdeen's dad again? Isn't he somebody that's kind of a big wig? Yeah, we don't know exactly what, but she said her dad is like friends with all these CEOs or whatever. Yeah. isn't he like an assistant or something for like a ceo like he's i have to go back and read it it's been a long time um i i think he's um i think he's doing fraudulent activities like he's either like it's either a money laundering front for like another shady business or like maybe like another clan or it's like it's him himself like he's maybe like embezzling money or maybe he like he did he did not seem happy to have Quince because if you're embezzling money and you land a big fish, that's just more money for you. Like look like mm-hmm. look at like Madoff. You know, like he wanted more people that had more money because he was able to embezzle more. So to me, it seems like maybe like he wants giant goldfish publishing to fail. Like he wants it to go bankrupt. Um, maybe it's like to collect insurance money or maybe um, maybe he put it up for collateral and he owes people money and like if it fails like he'll be like well I don't have a company anymore so like whatever because I mean the fact that he he said that he hired Poppy and he hired her <clears throat> specifically because she was from like a no-name country college and she was like a he thought she was a country bumpkin that wasn't going to do well and he's like upset that she's excelling and doing great it makes me think that like he wanted giant goldfish publishing to like fail yeah he definitely seems upset from poppy's success so which makes zero it just makes zero sense that he like that he would want this to fail you know what i mean so obviously there's got to be something shady going on. Following that Poppy says these tables aren't adding up. Yeah, that's a dead clue for us. He's doing something with money that he's not supposed to be doing. <laughs> and Emily, uh, Emily had the greatest joke. She admits it's a dad joke. She said, she's always said, Gil, giant goldfish, there's something fishing going on. <laughs> I, I read that too. And I, I was, was a genius. And somebody also said, Elizabeth M on Patreon said shady ass chin hairs, which just made me die laughing. So <laughs> they are they are so shady. <laughs> the chin hairs of evil. They are they're evil. 
I'm I pretty mean, sure like, they talk to him in his sleep. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Think about it. Like all these Disney villains like normally have some sort of facial hair thing going on. Like I'm thinking like Jafar with his like little curly like goatee and stuff like that. They have awkward facial hair. They don't have like nice facial hair. <laughs> Was it uh, like the guy from Incredibles? Didn't he like have like a red mullet going on? He had like a little like baby curl. Like no, it was like the thing. It was like a little, yeah. It was like yeah, a- some sort of like weird hair going on with all these villains. I mean, Gil's got the chin hair and like the weird ponytail. So I mean, and you get with like the comb over with like two hairs. He's not a villain, but he's supposed to be like a laughable figure. Yeah, like, Gil pissed me off this episode. Like he, like he was just me. Uh-huh. He was just like a ball of just like in the hall of don't like this is where this guy resides like he's just he was so shady and then like he like he really just showed his true colors I mean at least to us because I mean he's always he's always been on that fine line of is he is here isn't he you know do we think like that Torah thinks he has the notebook because like Tori like Poppy doesn't have it it wasn't in the office when he checked the office so like does, does he is he suspect of that I don't well, know if he's aware that Gil came in like his flight was right before they checked the office like, that he gets back in the office then I do think you're right that at some point Tori is going to try to trace the notebook and figure out where it went and he, he might ask Poppy some questions about like, hey, do you remember? <laughs> well, I, I will say somebody like in the in, in the fast pass group was talking about like, oh, look in the look in the background of Gil's office, and we see like he does have like this kind of cool like bookends. It just says book, right? I don't know if you like if you look through it, you'll see you know that he has you know uh, these books with a uh, with this. It just says book as the bookends, and at one point here, I can kind of you can kind of see it, like right, right here. Oh, okay, that's what we're. The book on the end, farthest away from us, is like really slim and dark. You can see that it's in the it's in the panel where he's like said saying, "Guess I'm not used to being around big name celebrity authors like you." And actually, in the panel before that, if you look in the corner to where it is like right there you notice that the one furthest away from him the book there is really thin and dark colored kind of like that notebook so maybe it's people just being like really suspicious maybe <laughs> you know but I mean it, it might actually be something I honestly don't think Tor is gonna realize that Gil has the notebook until <clears throat> Gil tries to extort like someone that he has no business extorting with that notebook um like if he's if he if he's like for whatever reason like short on cash or if like he needs or if he's just greedy that notebook is gonna be a source of money like look at the the thugs from the beginning of this season they sold goliath's dvd and like they're over here wearing like velour suits you know what i mean like they're like pimped out or whatever so like that the cash cow that is that notebook and whatever information that's in there he's probably at, he's he's gonna try to like cash in on that at one point and he's gonna end up probably dead for <laughs> yeah like for trying to even dare yeah 
like my and he's probably gonna try to save his, he'll probably try to save his skin by saying like it's not mine it's it's poppy's you know what i mean oh oh boy he would be the type to throw someone under the bus yeah he'd be driving the bus probably <laughs> shove the driver out of the way and take over like I, so i don't know like this this is popular thing in like anime and manga is that you know like people getting hit by a truck they call them yeah i love the, 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 the Takeshiki. like i love those mangas like they're so funny yeah so Gil is truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the this I, I mean I love this episode and Erdine in this episode like her little like aside like with Damien like <laughs> Damien's gonna be so sore on Monday for him because I'm pretty sure she worked him out like she's like it was a thing she did climb. Like, I loved it. Everest. Yeah. Like, let's just say that she made that mountain her bitch. So. <laughs> and isn't it isn't it Monday so isn't this training day? Yeah, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> for him, for them. <laughs> That's why Torres and all that like dark clothes with a hat and stuff like that, not in his normal thing. He had an early morning workout. I see. I mm-hmm. see. <clears throat> this is great. Uh, this really is getting the ball rolling and starting the action and the mystery and the drama all again. And this is great. I'm excited. It is. It is. I am dying. For Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Sunday night, so there's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> I know. I read too fast is a problem. Well, if you don't read, read it another ten times, what's the yeah. problem? <laughs> I don't just start the whole series over again. You know, by the time Friday rolls around, I'll caught up. I love that it kind of ended with Poppy's like Poppy is completely unaware and like she's still like in like La La Land like romance land um because at the end of the day MPL is like a romance and like it is kind of like moving like her story along like and how she's feeling because like she's still kind of like she runs when like she gets like flustered and stuff so like I'm happy like she's like actively like thinking about Tora and like now she's dressing up for him. It's cute. She's wearing that cute little dress. And I love, I just love the like plot movement with like all the mystery and stuff. This episode was great. Yeah, just like the whole, uh, like, do you guys watch Bailey Sarian in her murder and makeup? Yes. Oh my yeah, God, I love go, She goes, it's suspicious. All I could, I could hear her in my head this whole time with, get, with Gil going, like her going, well, Gil's a little suspicious, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like I feel like Gil as a character might belong on Bailey Sarian murder and makeup yeah. a little bit. He is definitely shady. And like like literally, like li- Lily made everything around him shady. Like individuals are working to tell the story. This was a great episode. Like the just the dynamics of the colors on the the shading and how everything changed and also like just the, like, the bubbling glass <laughs> that was a good observation i didn't notice it tina until you pointed it out that like you see when being like bubbly was literally yeah. bubbly he was being bubbly you know and then like it just was like he was not like he's just he's like so anyways uh sign this before like you eat my size 13 loafers or whatever yeah. like it's just I, I love it though because it went from like oh bubbly playful okay let's get down to business you yeah know? Like, and like I'm sorry but like her like 
like her graphics quality and like her art style like it's still the same art style but like mm-hmm. it's just amazing this season like I feel like the details really came out this season yeah. like oh, you can so. even like you can even see like where you're like looking in the background um and you see like there's like little music notes around Erdine you know it, you really didn't have to like I mean you have to like really like scroll in to see that you know with, so I like literally every detail is in there in the background like you if there's like one thing that I can tell people that to watch out for this season it's that look at the background because there are like little easter eggs all over the place there like even, actually oh sorry I was gonna say even the buildings like they seem to have wear you know what I mean I was impressed. I noticed like um, that. I know Lily probably, I guess, keeps track of it, but like I'm not so good at spatial stuff. But I noticed like when Bill was looking out the window, I was like, oh, that's the cafe. That's like, oh, it's by the water. Yeah. Like, yeah, that looks familiar. So like she's clearly be keeping track of like the situational stuff. I do have a question. Do you think someone is after Gil though? Like the those last panels, like when he was like looking, I mean, you pointed it out. Like I just thought he was looking outside the window, but then like he does it's two panels of him closing the window like it's him looking out like looking well he's suspicious anyways looking like himself and then like the clatter 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 and then the obviously closed window so like, do you think like the reason why he was looking out was because like maybe he owes somebody money and like like he's like on the lookout to like see that they're not outside or whatever so one thing I also want to point out is that he actually said in an earlier episode when he came back from his business trip last season that he forgot about his wedding anniversary. I don't know if everybody remembers that. We have not heard anything else about his wife. And I'm actually looking through the panels because he saw like, because there there is one of him like, like you can see his hands kind of like, and they're like in little fists. He's not wearing wedding rings. I mean, not all guys do, but I mean, like that, I just thought, that's one thing it's where he's like his heart is like racing and stuff like that you don't see like because you can see his left hand because like you know here's his right hand that he was signing with and here's his left hand he's not wearing a wedding ring what are you hiding Gil like he's just a ball of confusion like he's just he's up to something he is he's just he's shady he's he's the color gray like he is the shadiest of colors if he had a theme song it would be suspicious minds by ellis presley because <laughs> like seriously there is i i don't know what it is i do think it has something to do with money because you know poppy saying these figures aren't tabulating correctly like is definitely but i don't know what because even if you weren't like as you pointed out earlier like if you were embezzling you'd want more money to be coming in so you can embezzle more so but what is it like i don't know end the episode off I totally forgot to ask you before but I started doing bonus questions where um like the content is just for patrons so it's like one question or a couple questions and um so are you guys up for it just another like minute or so to okay. answer bonus question okay so I'll ask the question in this episode and I'll end the recording um <laughs> kind of like a teaser and then we'll do the answer in the the night you know even have to do anything I'm just pressing a button the answer will be for the the patrons okay so the question is if you had to take Quincy with you, 
for one specific scenario, what would you take it with you for? <laughs> okay, stop, pause, stop the recording and the answer will be in the boat in the bonus video. <laughs> Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Alley Cat, Lily, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth Maria, Molly Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles Meg, Anna Rose Priya, Alex Misty, Laura, and Joanne. Your support is truly appreciated.